0: The Black Futurist. That's one
1: small step for man.
0: You guys are both dads. You obviously believe in higher education, right? You guys want to, you're the new host of the new podcast, Opinionated Black Dads. I've seen some feedback online that said maybe y'all are a little bright skinned to be having that name. I'm not sure how you feel about that, but, nah, well, you know, I've got some <laughs> thoughts on that. Okay. i got some <laughs> thoughts on that, you know, uh, both black professionals, right? And fathers, and we're living in the COVID-19 era, which means social distancing. Schools are closed, I'm sure, in your respective cities. And uh, we're approaching the fall. We're actually in the early summer now, but this fall, families will be deciding whether or not they send their college-bound kids to school or back to school. So I wanted to open that discussion up because it's something that's happening in my family. I've got a a high school senior and a high school junior. I've got a a cousin who's got a high school senior, and she's accepted to Howard and has accepted her her acceptance to Howard. She's very excited about going, but her father and mom and I are having these discussions saying, dog, I really don't know. I got some mixed feelings about it. So before I espouse, I want to ask you guys on and see, have you been having these conversations at home? And if so, let me into it.
1: Thanks, T. I'm just going jump in real quick. Um, and I'm only going first, honestly, because of the age disparity between you know, my youngest kid and, and T.L.'s kid. There's a literal eight-year disparity, right? Mm-hmm. And so with my 16-year-old daughter, I have to have a conversation with her as well as with my wife, her mother. And and, and I'll tell you, it, this period has been rough for my 16-year-old girl who's social and has friends. And she just expressed to me yesterday how much she misses her friends, and I get that. And that's that's not specific to being 16. I could also be, you know, an 8-year-old could also have that. Um, but, you know, my, my daughter also had cheerleader tryouts. Mm-hmm. And cheerleader tryouts, you know, implies a game or a, a group of people and an event. And, you know, What I've said to her is, I've been very honest, transparent, honey, I don't know if there will be such a thing as fall school. There will be school, right? But I just don't know that there's going to be kids in a building because unfortunately, we still don't have testing. We don't have testing here in a real way in the state of Ohio. There is no national program for testing. Mm -hmm. The current administration seems to want to prevent testing from happening. And so logically, it becomes an issue of, well, if there's no testing, if we don't know who has what, um, and certainly if there's no vaccine, then it doesn't make sense to put my daughter in harm's way in a building with hundreds of other children. Um, And so, you know, we're thinking about that and talking about that. And, of course, I'm going to skew conservative for the life of my child.
0: T.L.?
2: Well, I'll say this. If my son was of college age, I would send him out with a mask. I'd send him out with some hand sanitizer and say, go forth, young man, do what you got to do. I'll see you later. You got to get out of my house. You
0: gotta a, get out my house. That, there's a couple things in there. <laughs> One, college age boy, yes, you must get out of my face at least, if not out of my house. <laughs> There you go. Because eighteen is like you know a lot of things that happen chemically, <laughs> and you know there's this there's this divide that must happen in most cases uh, for the betterment of our relationship, right? Right. But, but you take huh. an immediate, very strong stance towards yeah, I'm sending him, and I I, I don't have that quick that quicker response. Yeah, neither like, do I. Like neither we do we I. all love uh, our institutions, right? We all love our, our alma mater. We all three of us went to undergrad together and we have you know, maybe gone elsewhere since. But absolutely. That school in particular, Howard University, is facing the challenges that many other schools are facing, which is we make our money primarily educating people, right? But a lot of that money comes from the in person mm-hmm. aspect of that. Like if my kid were, uh, you know, in law school, bruh, you, you probably need to go. They're going to figure it out. You know, you're an adult at this point. Uh, you've been out of the house four or five years. And, mm. you know, if you're a PhD candidate or something like that, you, you go. You, you probably are okay, actually, with doing distance learning, maybe staying in an apartment somewhere or whatever. But freshman year, there's a whole lot that goes from the, even just the, let's get specific on the HBCU level. It's more than just what happens in that classroom, right? There are, there are traditions that are a part of showing up. Absolutely. That I just don't think can really properly be exercised, and and therefore I wouldn't be quite honestly if I had to cut a check and think about sending my kid in August, I think we're we're going to be at home for another year doing online education at the community college. I, I think it's I think it's at least a year. Go ahead, T. Yeah,
2: no, I, I was going to agree with you. I don't I don't uh, I don't disagree with your sentiment. You know, I said what I said in jest, but. You know they the certain uh, you know what you brought up basically the cultural aspect of your first day of college right. is incredibly important. A lot of kids are going to miss that. A lot of kids missed their graduation this year. They didn't get that experience. That experience that we hype up so much as an adult. Your rite of passage, graduation. For us, you know, going to an HBCU, that same rite of passage coming in to your school is just as important, and a lot of kids are going to miss out on that in the fall. I feel bad for them. I feel honestly feel bad for them. Um, but this may be a harbinger of things that we may see as our future. Again, Ted said my, my son and his daughter have an eight-year uh, discrepancy in age. There's a strong possibility that when my son is ready to go to college, his only introduction to college... May be what we're seeing right now,
0: right, right,
1: right. You know, well, we've we've down. really messed up in this country. If that's true, brother, eight, you know, ten years from now, if that happens, we're in a world of hurt.
2: Yeah, but we never really know because think about what's going on now. Think about the economic impact that hmm. COVID nineteen is having on institutions. Think about all the parents now that are like, hey, I paid twenty, forty, sixty, eighty, one hundred thousand dollars or more this year for my my daughter or son to spend six, seven of the you know, ten months hmm. made less than that. And they right. want their money back. And guess what's happening? Colleges are going, well, eh, hold on for a second. We're not sure what we're doing yet. Yep. So there's a strong possibility there's gonna be a culling of the herd, you know, in colleges and universities. And you know, they're they're probably gonna scale back operations. Yep. And again, who knows nine years, you know, eight, nine years from now that my son, his introduction is going to be what we're doing here. Welcome to, you know, XYZ University. Please log on at this date and this time and meet your classmates. And here's what you're going to do. Here's your curriculum for the first few weeks. Mm-hmm. Here's your curriculum for the next few
1: months. We'll see you in, you know, November. Mm. You, you know what, man? <laughs> and I, and I, I want to sort of circle back, I think, something to you that you said um, that first year and the traditions of that first year, especially at a place like Howard in most colleges are just so God awful important, right? Like we form friendships and, and, and relationships, man, that, that last literally a lifetime off, off the first week. It's, right. it's so important that I would almost consider if I had, if I were in your situation, B, um, of doing, um, having my kid do a gap year at that institution, and then doing, you know, sort of the easiest classes that he or she could do at, a, at the local community college online. Right. Um, you know, with with the hope that after the year, after the quote unquote gap year, my kid could go as a full fledged member to college and have those experiences that we all had, you know, the first week, first month of school. Um, and really, also the first year. Yeah. Um, I, it, I think it's worthy. It's 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 an important enough idea to think about because the other piece is, it's it's a huge unknown. Health right now is a huge unknown. It's 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 and and you know, and you and I are engineers. B, we. It's it's difficult to operate in a system with as big an unknown as that is. Yeah. And and typically, from a scientific perspective, if you have a you know big ass unknown like that, you step away and don't deal with it. Right, you step away and don't deal with it. And that's what it feels like where we
0: are right now. So one of the things, the other conversations I've been having, especially as a small business owner, I have you know a couple of different entities that, that uh we've been working over the years, um, I'm I'm always looking at um I want to ensure that the small businesses that I support will still be here when we get the all clear, right? So uh, in, the, in the example of Brooklyn Tea, you know, we've really encouraged people to who otherwise would have been coming into our shop to order online. And people have done that for my barbershop. I don't own a barbershop. The barbershop I go to. I'm home cutting my own hair right now, as you guys are, I'm sure. But been doing it for years. See, even smarter. Uh, but that that shop to me is important. <coughs> the shop's been around for 20 years. A young guy owns it. Uh, I want to make sure He's around when we get the all clear. So I've suggested, hey man, why don't you encourage folks to maybe prepay for you know the next six cuts, and maybe that'll help float you. Whatever. It's just it's it's a conversation that says we're in a what should be a temporary hardship if we do things right, and I want to make sure that certain things will exist on the other side of that hardship. Right. So so now that we have said that, at least in our respective households, we may be less likely to send our kids to alma mater. In in the fall, what do we do to ensure she survives? Given that we're not sending that check,
1: well, we got to give, brother. I mean, you know, and, and 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 thank you for the reminder. I've been giving, and I need to make sure that I keep giving. Um, and and like minded alumni, you know, like us, we we just have to do it. Um, because again, you know, the other thing I thought about too is. And I listened to, um, you know, what, what, what the president had this president of Howard had to say about, you know, having a reduced sort of semester in the fall. I don't really know how that's going to happen. Um, also given where, uh, Howard sits, it sits in Washington, DC and everything I've heard from the mayor of DC up to this point is that, you know, they're shut down until they're not shut down. Mm. Right. And, and so as as I was listening to that clip, I wondered, was he talking to the mayor? Are they aligned on this? Because she sort of seems to be saying some different things than, you know, opening up universities in September, you know, to end by Thanksgiving. And that's going to happen. That doesn't really seem probable as I sit here today.
0: Let's give you the imaginary godstick. You are now president of XYZ University. You're facing the issue. You know, you want to make you, you've got international students who are scheduled to come over. You've got an international students who stayed who are still here, who are taking you know, advanced courses. They're in your graduate program for civil engineering. What do you do?
2: Well, you have to look at you have to look at your confines, meaning the campus itself. Mm-hmm. You have to look at what the average number of students are in each class. <clears throat> you have to figure out whether or not you're going to then either A, reduce the amount of admission for that upcoming year, you know, this year, already done, nothing you can do about it. In the successive year, if we're still in this pan, you know, in the situation that we're in, you have to look at reducing the amount of admissions for your incoming classes. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And this is, you know, this is my thought off the top of the head, because now you have to look at how many people are on that campus on any given day, uh-huh. how many reside within a specific building, how can they interact? Does that mean that you, if you have elevators, does that mean, no more than two people can be on the elevator at one time do you have stairs that go in one direction only throughout the building so one up one down do you have you know stations where people can you know hopefully they're smart enough to be able to utilize their cleanliness routine or do you have people outside taking temperature, saying hey guess what dude yeah you can't come in today you got a 99
0: um yeah, that's super
1: tough but, but see, man, I I don't, I don't know. I don't know, bruh. I don't think that it really matters in terms of in terms of how you social separate inside of a building. If that building has an HVAC system and mm-hmm. air is circulating through the system and people are breathing, right? You and I could be on opposite ends of the building T and what you breathe out eventually is going to filter to me. And likewise, right? So so I I bruh, I I think the science on this is that you can't have humans in an enclosed facility with a circulating system you know really at all like you like we can't do it if we also can't know who's sick right and it's the can't know who's sick part that is really at issue
2: so maybe we go back to the days of the bomb threats and have classes outside
0: But those are lovely, you know, (laughs) (laughs) it's all good till January.
2: Yeah, that's true. true. But you could you could theoretically separate uh, the amount, you know, the amount of uh, concentration in the building by doing that. Is that the optimal thing to do? No, absolutely not. But it's a thought process. Yeah. You know, I don't think anybody's going to have the answer anytime soon.
0: It feels yeah, like a, that, It feels like the Kobayashi Maru, man. It feels like the unwinnable situation. Right. It's like That's at the right. end of the year, you're going to be sued no matter what you do. You're going to be in debt no matter what you do. And, and honestly, with government backing off, and which, which to me seems all political, government backing off and saying, well, yeah, I'm no longer stopping you from opening. It means I'm also no longer going to cut the check. I'm no longer going right. to subsidize That's you right. know the idea that, that, that I've told you you can't do business, which is problematic for everybody.
1: Right. Absolutely. Well, as a society, we've made it more difficult than really what it is. If if the issue is to keep the humans alive, right? Let's do the things we know to do to keep the humans alive. I, I watched a wonderful movie yesterday. Scared the hell out of me. Um, Contagion, which was made in twenty eleven. Right. And and I'm tripping because I'm learning more from that movie about viruses and how they act and how you know we in society need to conduct ourselves than anything i'm hearing from the current political administration, right? And then a movie 26 million plus Americans were killed by a fast acting virus. Mm-hmm. And like, well, you know, <laughs> let let's do what's necessary not to die. That seems to that seems to be just, you know, readily apparent to me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to keep the cameras rolling, man. See what happens. Uh why don't you guys use this opportunity to tell me all about this podcast that you've been telling me about? I know you've got at least two episodes in the can. What wh- why did you start? And, <laughs> and what makes you think that you're so much more opinionated than the rest of us?
1: Well, so um I'm only going to speak first because I had the initial idea. And as as I as I look back, man, I don't know why it occurred to me. I probably man B, you might actually be the daddy of the podcast, right? Because you know, you had yep. me on the podcast. I listened to it 80 times. You know, I may. And so now I'm sorting. And so because of you, I'm being slowly but surely immersed into, you know, black podcast culture. Mm. Right. And then sort of springing from that, I'm like, well, th- there's a there's a voice out there that I don't hear yet. And I went looking. I mean, I went looking for, you know. You know, a dad's podcast, a black dad's podcast, sort of an opinionated black thing, and I didn't really find a voice similar to to mm-hmm. the one you know that T and I are are, are attempting to articulate. Mm-hmm. And and I tell you this, we laugh about this, man. About five seconds after I had the opinionated black dad's <laughs> idea, five freaking seconds, I said, "Boom, T is my guy. T is my partner. Let's go, right?" And 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 I immediately re- reached out to him, and he gave me the conservative. Well, I got oh. this, I got that, and, you know, I'm responsible for, you know. Although I knew my man wanted to do it, right? Um, the gut was <laughs> right there. And then, and then, you know, and I harassed my, my brother for the next couple, two, three weeks. And then, T, I'll let you pick it up from there, man. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's exactly what happened. So, you know, what's interesting about it was when, you know, you hit me with it probably a, a month before I started getting back into podcasts. Mm-hmm. and just listening to them. That's funny. Because I was tired of... Everything that was going on around me, I was hearing the same thing, no diversion opinions, nothing. And when he hit me with it, T, me and you, opinionated black dads, punk, and I'm like, damn, yeah, that's great. I want to do that. Then, of course, the adult in me took over.
0: <laughs> well, you
2: have this, you got this, you got that, you, you just said you're going to do this, you know. So I was trying to find excuses. Right. And that, was the, that wasn't the conscious in me. That was just a reflective,
0: mm-hmm.
2: you know, that was, a, that was a, a moment where I was like, nah, I can't do it. Too much work. Um, and then, like Ted said, every now and again, he'd just go, come on, man. Let's talk about it. Come on, man. Let's talk about it. Mm-hmm. And eventually, we talked about it. And, you know, we jumped in. And I don't think he was ready for me then. Because <laughs> when I jumped in, I said, hey, man, here's what we need to do. We need to set. We need to set. This up to record. You need a mic. And mind you, my mic still hasn't shown up yet. You need a mic. You need to do this. We're going to record this long. You know, so it it organically grew from an idea. And, Mm -hmm. you know, mind you, we are two episodes in. Um, We have a couple in the bank that are going to be just as good, if not better. Mm -hmm. Um, And we've learned along the way in a very, very short period of time. Um, But I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed it so far. And you know, I get to I get to see this big brown headed punk every night again.
1: Well, you know what, man? It's it's that, and and here's the other thing too, man. Like, thankfully, man, our network is so deep with incredible yeah. people, right? Like, like we can interview a thousand people from here to the, you know, like we just have so many people, being you know you included, and like we had you know our very first guest was Rory Ferret, and you know Ver- Rory is a monster. He's, he's, he's a man. He's a monster. And that, and that hour and a half or whatever it was he spent with us, like, you know, like we needed 30 minutes of, of coverage. Right. And he gave us at least an hour and a half and that, you know, and it was just, it was the content wasn't is amazing. And, and he is definitely symbolic of, you know, the group of people that we're connected to and attached to. And mm-hmm. that. I, I look forward to more experiences like that, man, really Good.
0: do. I'm going to leave Absolutely. you guys with this challenge. I understand the name. I understand the idea of opinionated black dads. Sounds incredible. My challenge to you is to make sure that you regularly bring the ladies onto the show. Oh, yeah. And that you don't bend. Be as opinionated with the ladies on the show. Oh, absolutely. Well, well, we know all strong black women, man.
1: So, (laughs) (laughs) right. <laughs> yeah, you no. Know. Nah, everybody I know can absolutely hold their own. So that's not a problem at all. Yeah, I'm not worried about that either. Yeah. Good. and violence, brother. Good Especially luck. not from Howard.
0: Good luck and congratulations. Thanks so much for uh jumping on the topic and uh appreciate you guys. Appreciate you, right. brother.